Hello, and thank you for joining me. This is Click Therapy for dogs and the people who love them. On this podcast, we'll be learning more about ways to improve our relationships which, between people and our pet companion dogs. Hi, I'm Vivian Zatola. I'm an anthrozoologist, dog psychologist, and a behavior modification training specialist. I run my own practice working with people and their dogs to find realistic solutions to problem behaviors. I also volunteer time to study human and dog behaviors so that I can educate the public and hopefully improve pet companion welfare, reduce frustration, and reduce the risk of surrender, surrendering dogs. Each month, we will discuss a new theme related to dogs. This might include answers to listeners' questions and topics about animal ethics, animal welfare, animal law, dog management, communication, and training techniques. On this podcast, we will be discussing pet loss. It is a very difficult subject to discuss. However, I think one that's really important. As pet guardians, one of the most challenging experiences that we live through is the loss and the grief of our beloved companions. We know that death is part of the natural natural life cycle of all living things. Yet when we acquire a pet, we intentionally or not sweep the notion of pet loss right under the rug. We face it only and unless it's necessary. And for me, the pet loss um, that first, I mean, I've, I've had pet loss as a child, but none really affected me as Coco. Coco was a dog that came into my life as an adult. I had not had dogs for many years um, after Fluffy, my cat, died. And it was devastating to have Fluffy die as a child. And I recall not wanting to have to deal with death. So I decided I didn't want to love love another pet. Um, And so, I don't know, you're a child, you're thinking strange thoughts, but of course, As I became older, more mature, more responsible, I decided I was ready to take on a pet. And I completely overlooked the fact that they don't live very long. They're not in our lives long. They fulfill us quite a bit, but are not with us long enough. And um, yeah, I I had to... uh, say goodbye to Coco, and I was not with her the day that she passed. I could not be with her because it was very... left the room, and I didn't forgive myself for a long, long time because uh, I, I recognize that it's the best gift that you can give your dog is to be with them at the end, even if it's very, very difficult. It's, it's important that we're not selfish and that we're, we are there for them. You know, avoidance makes sense from an evolutionary perspective as you know, our brains have evolved to avert pain and not embrace it. So it makes sense that I would not want to be there But when we acquire a young, sweet dog, 
or live with a thriving pet, we may not even consider the differences in the speed of aging between us. So dogs are aging so much faster than we, we humans. You know, we don't think about the, the end being near, and yet time moves very quickly. You know, our little dog, our puppies, for a short, short period of time, and then they quickly develop into adolescence, and we are frustrated, and we are patient, and we work through adolescence, and then adolescence is over and then they become an adult and by year two you know when they're adults we've cared for them we enjoy them and then all of a sudden they're seven and eight and they're oh my goodness they're seniors and I was very lucky I was very fortunate and blessed to have my dogs with me in my life for 17 years a long long time shared many, many experiences with me when living and bonding with our companions, end of life grief and their associated stages are often overlooked. It's normal for us to overlook them. We're just living our lives with our dogs. Yet when our pet is thriving, this is the precise time that we should be honing our skills to support ourselves through the overwhelming future trauma to come. The likelihood of our pet passing before us is high. And so preparing ourselves on some level long before the event happens allows us to come to terms with the inevitable. So thinking about it is important rather than just brushing it off and not considering it. Preparing may not lessen the feeling of future pain. So it does help us remain proactively present in our pet companions' lives. And it helps us map out a pathway for healing ourselves in the future. There are many myths about the grieving process. And what I wanted to cover in this podcast is the grieving process. Something that we all go through the steps of of grief. And in fact, with um, my two sibling dogs, Jimmy Chu and Stella, I... um, I allowed myself to grieve their loss. I was very, very depressed for a long time. Some of the myths affecting healthy grieving include don't feel bad. People say get another dog as soon as possible. Or you you should grieve alone, not in public. Or that grieving takes time and it ends. And some people might say or may have said to you, keep busy to forget the loss, be strong. But none of these statements can be further than the truth. You know, our Western society has embraced our pet animals as family members. However, grieving their death remains a nuance that's best tolerated in what I believe is by other guardians. Only if you're another, if you've lived with a pet, can you understand the loss of a pet, right? I, I remember being nervous about talking about my depression, about um, the loss of Jimmy Choo and Stella, because you know, some people would give me side sideway glances, and it was always the people that didn't live with a pet, didn't raise a pet. 
losing a pet is different from the loss of a human friend, of course, or a human being, of course. Well, it, it is on some levels, but it's also, this. I think, very much the same. Those of us who live and care for our animals understand that animals fill our lives. They are our silent confidence. They are those who understand us without words and allow us to expose our authentic selves without judgment, without retribution. You know, our pets become part of ourselves. And in some cases, our identity as well. When a pet passes, we are counseled by well-intended people in our lives who generally care for us. They might suggest, you know, again, buy just another dog a rescue just rescue a dog there's so many that need a home get over it be happy it wasn't a real family member i'm sure you've heard that it wasn't a real family member could have been worse right have you heard that one understandably discussing the loss of a beloved pet makes certain people uncomfortable and that's that's really what's going on people are uncomfortable they don't, some people don't understand it. Many people are well-intended and aren't just at a loss for words, and others cannot relate because, again, they have never lived or loved or cared for a non-human animal. While it may be confusing, even tempting to treat the loss of a pet differently than a human, it really is the same grieving process. It's okay to take your time for as long as you need. There's no need to rush to acquire another dog or another furry friend. Taking the time you need to grieve and honor your pet and the relationship you shared is very important. It helps with closure, but it's not the end, right? We need to go through the closure. So find comfort instead in their memory as they continue to be an important part of your family history. So the anatomy of grief is, again, similar to any the loss of anyone you love. There's um, disbelief and denial. And that's when we reflect and consider things we could have done better. There's anger. During this stage, we may alienate ourselves from others. We might just cocoon like I did for a long time. Maybe, maybe we feel overwhelmed, might feel guilty. I'm sorry, guilty is another step. It's the third step. And this is the anger. Actually, it's an emotion of anger that's turned inwards, guilt. This is typically self-imposed. Then there's depression. We go into depression, which is what I went into for a while. This is great sadness that we feel and we're overwhelmed. During this stage, we may not even want to get out of bed. We just might want to sleep. And then the last step is acceptance. And this occurs when the heavy weight of sadness is lifted, yet we can still feel their, remember them, but not be completely consumed by the experience. What I found interesting is that my 
I went through a somatic, I needed to have some somatic healing, somatic work done because my body was remembering them. I recall I'd be walking, you know, let's say going through a door and I would open the door, keep the door open a little bit longer because that's what I did because they were, were always following me. Um, so my body was still remembering them and I was stuck. I was just stuck uh, with their memory. My whole body was remembering them. And so letting that go took some time. And I did work with a a, um, a massage therapist. She was a she is a Reiki specialist to help me with um, it she helped me unblock some of that energy and I spoke with a counselor uh, which I think that's really important that we know that there is help out there and so speaking with a therapist could be helpful um, if you feel the need to use medication you're going through a bad time and you need medication that can be helpful there's some websites that you can visit as well there's the petloss.com site um, at tufts there's also um, a and what i'll do is i'll i'll include these in um, on the podcast i'll include the the website links uh, the tufts web, website link and the the pet loss counselor. And I think you pronounce her name Bike, B-E-Y-K-E. She she has explained that it's normal to reach the end point of acceptance and then cycle back through guilt and depression. So you can get stuck in a cycle and it can happen because we love our pets and have a deep connection. And it can go on for months and months. And so it's normal. And sometimes some people can go on for years. I know, again, it did take me a long time. But again, my dogs were in my life for such a long time. They were so so much part of my life, right? Um, So that was um, understandable. And I don't really need to justify that. And I don't know why I'm doing that right now. But again, that's where this whole you know, reflecting upon myself and the love that I have for my my pet companions and how some in our society might think that it's odd. Um, but we know it is not. You know, my companions, 17 years, Jimmy Choo and Sister Stella, Stella passed at my home. Um, and fortunately, I was able to reduce my work hours and I spent time with them. I provided them hospice care, palliative care and hospice. Um, but uh, organizations like Lap of Love, they can, they do offer hospice and uh, more and more veterinarians are also offering senior geriatric care. So you could speak with your veterinarian about um, contacting someone who might be able to help you if you if you are able to take care of your pet in your home. It's taken some time for me to move through the, through the stages of grief. And I've made a few mistakes along the way, including jumping back into life and working 
too soon, too fast. I remember I was crying in front of clients and um, they were all so wonderful. But um, I realized I needed to, to slow down and to, and, and to take a break and to really grieve my dogs, my friends. And I have to say, my, my friends and my clients and my colleagues have all demonstrated great love and support during the beginning stages and continue to support me as I heal. Um, and I would encourage anyone listening to this to reach out to your friends, to to hug your dogs, to take pictures, write stories, um, to make sure you take care of yourself. And um, you'll know when the time is right to let go and make sure that you allow people to support you. Okay, friends. We went through a lot in this podcast. It was very emotional for me to to think through, again, some of the experience. We went through the anatomy of grief, the five steps. They're similar to the grief that's used in um, human relationships, disbelief and denial, anger guilt, depression, acceptance, talked about healing, letting people in to support you. We talked about thinking about the end, even if it's difficult, think about it because it's only going to allow you to make more time for your pet because time with them does go so quickly. I hope that you found this podcast helpful and not too difficult to listen to. I hope some of the information will get you through your experience. If you have questions, please feel free to drop me a line. And I hope to see you or talk to you soon. Bye-bye.